Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. The aim of the game is... Fill in the blank. Hello, welcome back. This is Darren Mitchell, and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday, another hump day, 2nd of June, 2021. Beautiful sunshine, not a cloud in the sky, a little bit of a zephyr coming across the property here in the Macedon Ranges, but um, for all intents and purposes, a beautiful day, even though it is the second day of winter. So I trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a phenomenal start to the week and enjoying uh, hump day, enjoying Wednesday, the 2nd of June. So the aim of the game is fill in the blanks. Now, this might sound a little bit counterintuitive, particularly if you're operating in a in an organization that is highly competitive uh, and not necessarily at the top of their game in terms of market penetration, market share, share a wallet, et cetera, et cetera. Or you might also be working in a non, well, not as competitive environment, but you might be doing some sport on the weekends. You might be playing basketball, soccer, cricket, rugby, AFL, whatever the case might be. And you might be operating in a highly competitive environment outside of work. Now, when you when you see that, most people, when they say the, the, name, the aim of the game is, the aim of the game for most people is the aim of the game is Winning, all right. If you look at most sales organisations and in most competitive environments, most teams, they're always thinking about how do we win the game. Now, this is why it's going to be counterintuitive because I'm going to take a different approach to this and, and suggest that perhaps there's a different way to look at this that will result in you winning more than not. So bear with me because it might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but uh, hopefully there's a bit of logic that I'm going to share in, in today's episode that will make sense and that you might be able to get a different perspective and therefore change the way you approach your certainly your sales leadership but certainly if uh, if you've got sales teams that are also out there in a highly competitive environment and looking to win at all costs uh, maybe a different approach is what we need in order to stack the odds back in our favor and differentiate ourselves against the competition to give ourselves every opportunity of really winning the game of the winning the game of life or winning the game of business which ultimately is uh, is what a lot of people think is the aim of the game the aim of the game according to many people, is winning. Well, I'm here to say that the aim of the game actually is not to win. The aim of the game is giving. Now, bear with me because uh, hopefully I will, I will mount a case and, and create an argument as to why this is one of the best approaches you can uh, create, not only for you as a sales leader, you as a sales team, but also if you're in a competitive sport, you're playing outside of work, the same thing applies. And I've got some examples here that I want to share with you that points to this point. And hopefully there's some logic in here that uh, resonates with you that you can help apply maybe a different approach to what you're doing right now to therefore lead to a different results. Because one of the one of the things we always talk about is the definition, definition of insanity is doing exactly the same thing and expecting a different result. And I see this a lot. I see it a lot in sporting teams, but I also see it a lot in sales teams where they're, they're continuing to literally... Uh, bang their head up against a brick wall, hoping that the more work we do, the the more pressure we put our sales teams under, the better they're going to perform and the better the results they're going to be delivering. And that is very often not the case. In fact, it is completely counterproductive. So why not flip it on its head and and build a case for saying that the aim of the game is actually in giving and it's not in winning. Now, many salespeople and many sports people 
get this really, really confused. Now, before we get into the, the arguments and, and I guess my approach to this, I want to be really, really clear. Everybody, and this is a gross generalization, I know, but everybody likes to win. And dare I say it, they want to win. Now, whether that be a sporting team on the weekend, whether it be a sales team during the week or any team for that matter, and any business for that matter, ultimately they want to win. Because from every, from, from most people's perspective, how do we determine whether we're successful or not? Well, ultimately it's the scoreboard that will determine have we won the game or have we lost the game? Have we delivered our target or have we not delivered our target? Have we delivered value to a customer and have they paid us for that value? That is an indication, a tangible indication as to whether we won the game or not. But there's a way to go about that that I think if we can make a change here and certainly as sales leaders, if we can get better at this and really focus on, well, the aim of the game is actually to give, it is not to win, then what's going to be the byproduct of that? And I'll leave that to the end because it's going to be pretty, uh, hopefully pretty obvious by the time I finish with this particular episode. Now, uh, if you've been following the podcast for a while, you do know that I'm an absolute manic supporter of the Melbourne Football Club. And they haven't won a premiership since 1964. So that's more than 56 years, right? Now, I'm not 56. I've seen a couple of their grand finals and they've got absolutely hammered. So I've not seen, for all intents and purposes, any... Uh, any ultimate success from the Melbourne Footy Club. But still, I'm a member every year, keep going to the footy every 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 week that I can. And uh, this year in particular, they're doing extremely well. They're sitting uh, one game clear at the moment on the top of the AFL table, and they've got 10 wins and one loss. But what's... what? And they're, they're winning, right? So they've got a winning culture. But this is the result of, or a consequence of their approach. And there's some fundamental things that have happened that have changed within the culture of the Melbourne Footy Club this year, which I think is really, really relevant to us as sales leaders and relevant to any team that's looking for the ultimate success. What they've actually developed is a tight-knit, servant-based, selfless culture, where the recognition, interestingly, is not coming based on the number of possessions or the goals that a player in, or an individual player kicks. It's coming from the, the number of team-based acts, the number of selfless acts, the two-way running patterns that players that players uh, create, that put in place, that doesn't necessarily result in them getting the ball. But what it does, it draws opponents away from when the ball is and therefore creates space for other players to then get in a better position, to be in a position to receive the ball and therefore have a better ability to then score. It's based on pressure acts. It's based on tackles and it's based essentially on the one percenters. Now, if you listen to the players and if you listen to the coaches, none of them are talking about the fact that they're getting ahead of themselves. That yes, by the way, they love they love winning and winning winning promotes winning and that's it's a great a great place to be. But they're not taking it for granted. And there's this level of humility and groundedness that exists within the team this year, which I haven't seen for many, 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 many years. And when you listen to the team speak, when you listen to the coaches speak, when you get an insight in terms of the conversations the players are having within their inner sanctum, and I've been privileged to see some of those. It's not about individual accolades. It's not about uh, taking the, I guess, taking the leadership position and being the best performing player on the on the day. They are getting so much pleasure out of helping other teammates be a better version of themselves and make a better contribution to the team. So what's actually happening is they are focusing on giving. They are looking for opportunities where they can give value to other people, create opportunities for other people, and in the process, guess what's happening? It's leading to positive results. It's leading to them winning more games this year than they have, uh, well, all of last year and, and certainly more significantly more than the year before. And it's such such an important lesson and a concept to grasp. And for many, 
this can be, I don't say this lightly, this can be a life changer. So if we think about this from a sales perspective, if you think about sales, what do most sales teams, sales executives, senior executives, and sales leaders focus on? And I alluded to this last week when I talked about the fact that you as the individual need to be thinking about being the expert and being the ultimate prize. Uh, most sales leaders, most executives, most senior executives are focusing on winning. They're, it's a focus on hitting the target or overachieving the target. It's the conversation they have is where are you in relation to your target? What are you going to close this month? What are you going to close next month? What's the gap plan to bridge the gap if you're behind your target, etc., etc.? It's all focused on hitting the scoreboard. And what this does, it creates a level of competition and often this persona of we've got to win at all costs. Now, is it any wonder that people feel under huge amounts of pressure to perform every single day because they're focusing on the results? Literally, in those sort of environments, the focus is on the aim of the game being to win. Now, we need to be different here because as I covered in the podcast last week, you're the prize. You need to see yourself and consider yourself as the prize. You need to be the expert or or be positioned as the expert. And as experts... Experts don't need to convince. They don't need to persuade. They don't need to sell. Experts attract. But here's the thing, and this is where it might sound a little bit counterintuitive. The experts are the ones that focus on how do I give? How do I give value? How do I give uh, perspective? How do I give feedback? My focus as an expert is, you know what? I don't have to convince you of anything. I have the prize. I have the solution to the problem. I don't have to convince you. I don't have to persuade you. I don't have to sell you. All I have to do is attract you. If there's a match, then it's all good. Now, how does this relate to us as sales leaders? And, and this is something that um, this is something that's not necessarily uh, as widely taught as I would love it to be. But it's one of the things, uh, one of the reasons why I'm continuing to do a podcast like this, and continuing to work with sales teams and also sales leaders to help them, I guess, bridge the gap from where they are to in this position where they can actually focus more and more on giving and therefore be a better, more exceptional sales leader. Now, I've talked a lot about, and one of my key philosophies around leadership is always based on servant leadership, and I'm an avid fan of servant leadership, and it's what I do and what I have done when when I had sales teams, and certainly what I do now when I'm working with sales teams and certainly sales leaders, is how do we look to serve? It's the the first inclination of a sales leader is not what I can get out of my team or what my team can do for me. It is what I can do for my team. What sort of environment do I have to create so that they have the tools, the resources, and the support that they need in order to be successful and in order to do the things that we know will deliver results. And so one of the biggest elements of servant leadership, and this is something that I I really, really harp on with all of my clients, is the greatest gift you can give your team collectively but also individually is the gift of your attention and the gift of your presence. I'm still staggered at the number of sales leaders today that are running sales teams, but they're running the sales teams by absence. They're not visible. They're too focused on internal meetings or their senior executives are asking for their share of mindset and share of mind space to the point where they're neglecting their team, not spending time with their team, not investing in coaching and mentoring their team, simply not being present with their team. And that is not serving. Is it any wonder we have competitive environments and is it any wonder we have people who are not engaged and are wanting to leave the organization because their leader is not visible. So we've got to be looking at how can we best serve our team. And that means it starts with being visible and giving attention. How can you help? How can you as a sales leader help your team? How can you give value and how can you give support? How can you create a space 
where they can share with you what's troubling them or what their challenges are so that you can help them through it and give them the gift of that attention to the point where you can get an answer, you can get a solution, and you can get a strategy put in place to help them improve and get better. And we've got to remove ourselves from the outcome, particularly from a sales perspective. And I talked about this last week, that as salespeople, too many are focused on our product and our service and wanting to convince and trying to cajole, in some cases, the customer to take our product or our service. And we'll, and we'll talk about and we'll lead with features and benefits and our, our product's better than this product. We're number one in this marketplace. And quite frankly, the customer couldn't give a rat's you-know-what. If you remove yourself from the outcome, it reduces the amount of pressure. If you're, though, thinking about how can I best serve this person, how can I give them value, how can I ask questions, and how can I be present with them, and how can I listen to them, how can I give them the gift of my attention, that in itself can be a huge, huge differentiator. So how can you give? As a sales leader, how can you give? As a salesperson, how can you give? How can you give advice? How can you give guidance? How can you help people? How can you provide feedback? How can you create value? How can you have genuine conversations? Now, this is, all for all intents and purposes, a mindset shift, and it is simply as making a decision. So if you find yourself right now, as a salesperson or as a sales leader, having to convince internal stakeholders or having to convince external stakeholders as to why they should take your product or your service, stop it. Stop trying to convince them, right? Look for and flip it on its head and think about how can I give value? How can I create value? And in the process, remove yourself from the outcome because the outcome is not the most important thing. Remember that the aim of the game is to give. The aim of the game is not to win. Now, this is where it gets really, really interesting because if we focus on giving, if we focus on creating value, if we focus on helping someone that's in front of us, if as salespeople we focus our attention on becoming awesome problem solvers, and, and solution givers to those problems, then guess what? A funny thing will happen, and that is you'll start to win. You cannot help but be successful. Just as the Melbourne Footy Club has found this year, by selfless acts, by giving attention to others, by creating space for others to get better, by encouraging others to be better at the, what they do and in, improving their own skill set, the team is starting to win, and it's a, it's a natural consequence of the entire philosophy of giving and servant leadership. Because here's the thing, guys. When you focus on giving, amazing things start to happen and you start to win. It is a natural consequence of, and I can't explain it, it's a universal principle and there's so many companies out there that do not live according to this principle because they're always looking at how can they win? How can they get? They're not looking at how they can give. There are organizations out there, very few of them, that are focused on the giving part, and these are the ones that are going to be sustainably successful over a long period of time. And this is what I'm suggesting that we can do as sales leaders and also as sales teams to differentiate ourselves right now against our competition. It may well be a rocky road because it might be some unlearning that needs to take place before we can start learning. There may be some challenges you face because there might be some conditions that are that are attached to this where you think about, well, I've got a, I've got the pressure of hitting this goal for this month. Or do I start giving something to the point where it might actually uh, prolong the, the sale? Well, you know what? You're going to have to make those decisions in, in the heat of the moment. But what I'm suggesting and what I'm encouraging to do is to focus on giving. The aim of the game is to give. Give value, give, give feedback, give your time. If you become a giver and if your mantra becomes, I'm going to look for opportunities where I can serve, I'm going to look for opportunities where I can give, 
and I'm not going to be thinking about it being a transaction, so I'm not even remotely thinking about what I'm going to get in return, you will be amazed at what starts to happen because everything will get taken care of. You will be successful because it's a natural consequence. It's a natural law that the more you give, the more you receive. So I'll leave you with this as well because there's a lot of people out there are probably thinking, oh, if I just give, 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 nothing's going to come back to me. You need to be in a position where you are ready and you are open and receptive to being able to receive, right? But it's done through the giving process. It is not a transaction where you're having conditions attached to the giving that you're giving. So think about that. How can you best give this week? How can you best give today? How can you be the best giver, whether it be of your attention, whether it be of your presence, whether it be of your time, and in some cases, whether it be of your finances. Do that, and I guarantee you will always, always be taken care of. So with that, if you're, if you're committed to being a giver, if you're committed to becoming an exceptional sales leader so you can give your team more opportunity, then let's jump on a call and have a conversation about how we can work together one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar, leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll sit down, and we can work together as early as this week and get you well on your way to becoming that exceptional sales leader in the next 90 days. So look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.